Hello and welcome to this edition of Middle East Matters on France 24. Coming up on the programme, Iranian authorities blame thugs and rioters for the deadly fire at Evan Prison, claiming it was unrelated to the protests that have swept the country since the death of Masa Amini. Rights groups reject official accounts, pointing out that hundreds of demonstrators have been sent to the jail in recent weeks. As gun violence rates rise, campaigners in Turkey call for a clampdown on illegal arms sales in a country where an estimated 15 people die from bullet wounds each day. 90% of firearms are sold without a permit. And praying kings cut into the walls of an ancient irrigation canal, a treasure trove of carvings is revealed at a new archaeological park in Iraq. The artworks dating back 2,700 years to the time of the Assyrians. Well, the blaze has further stoked tensions more than a month into protests that have swept Iran following the death in custody of Masa Amini. Authorities are blaming the fire that claimed the lives of at least eight inmates at the notorious Evan prison on riots and clashes among those detained in the jail. Rights groups are disputing the official version of events and fear the death toll could be higher. Andrew Hilliar has more. Flames light up the night sky above Tehran. These pictures quickly spread on social media platforms. They show fire engulfing Evin Prison in Tehran's northern suburbs. State media was first on the scene. One of their journalists described the aftermath of the fire. Iranian authorities say the fire broke out after a fight between prisoners taking part in a prison workshop. In but not everyone agrees with the official version of events. One theory making the rounds on social media suggests that the fire was started deliberately, and it comes at a time when Iran's clerical leaders are facing a serious challenge to their rule. I saw video of people uh, waiting for, I mean, their relatives being in the Evin prisons and, and protesting and, and singing, you know, anti-slogan, anti-government uh, slogans. So it, it's difficult not to relate this incident to what is going on in Iran, obviously. Evin Prison is where many anti-government demonstrators arrested over the past few weeks have been sent. It's also where many dual national Iranians are held, detainees considered to be political prisoners by human rights groups. She's been praised by many in Iran for climbing without a hijab at an international competition in South Korea as anti-government protests continue in her home country. In a statement posted on Instagram, Elmaz Rikabi claimed that her appearance without a headscarf on Sunday was unintentional. Leo McGuinn has the details. An image seen the world over. Elmaz Rikabi, an Iranian climber, competing without her headscarf. The 33-year-old finished fourth in the Boulder and Lead event in South Korea on Sunday, but the result was secondary to an act of bravery applauded by many around the globe. It was a clear breach of Iranian law. 
The country's female citizens must wear the hijab even abroad when representing their country. Since the event, no one had heard from the climber, alarm bells ringing over her safety. Until Tuesday morning, a statement posted on her Instagram account. During the finals of the Asian Championship, there was a scheduling mistake. They called me at the last minute to get to the climbing wall. There was an accidental error in the way I dressed. I'm coming back to Iran as planned. A statement that has not done much to ease fears surrounding the athlete's safety, with many not believing that the statement comes directly from Rakabi herself. According to the BBC Persian service, her passport and mobile phone have been confiscated, something the Iranian embassy in South Korea has called fake news. The embassy of the Islamic Republic of Iran in South Korea strongly denies all the fake false news and disinformation regarding Ms. Elnes Rakabi. Rakabi is the first Iranian female athlete since the 1979 revolution to have appeared in an official sports competition without her hair covered. And her appearance without a veil is a gesture heavy with symbolism. It came a month after the death of Masa Amini, who died in custody after having been arrested for herself not wearing her hijab. It's prompted a curt rebuke from authorities in Israel. Australia says it will no longer recognise West Jerusalem as the Israeli capital, reversing a contentious decision made by the previous Conservative government. The Australian Foreign Minister says the city's status should be decided by Israeli-Palestinian peace talks. The Israeli Prime Minister has hit out at the move, which comes as he prepares to face elections in November. Four years ago, Canberra followed US President Donald Trump's lead in unilaterally recognising West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Questions are being raised about safety protocols after an explosion killed more than 40 workers at a state-run mine in the northern Black Sea region of Turkey. Engineers say inspections hadn't been carried out adequately at the site, partly because staff numbers had been reduced, cutting qualified personnel. The owners of the mine are insisting that they complied with health and safety rules. The blast was the deadliest since a fire swept through a mine in Soma, western Turkey, in 2014, killing more than 300 miners. Well, staying in Turkey, where incidents of gun violence have increased by almost 75% since 2015, claiming the lives of more than 2,000 people last year alone. Campaigners are calling for a review of gun ownership laws, but the vast majority of weapons are sold illegally. They say one in three households is now armed and that 15 people die from gun violence each day. From Istanbul, Shona Bhattacharya sent this report. Osman is firing a gun for the first time. He came with a friend to a shooting range in downtown Istanbul. We see them in movies all the time, so there's a curiosity, a fascination. Pulling the trigger yourself is an incredible feeling. It's stimulating. According to this instructor, there's been an uptick in the number of visitors. Most importantly, we want people to have fun. Some come to have fun, others to compete. But yesterday, for example, there was a group that included girls. And the boys were telling them, learn how to use this. You never know what could happen tomorrow. That fear exists. Kenan is preparing for what could happen tomorrow. This former special operations soldier is convinced that the growing tensions between Turks and refugees in the country could reach boiling point. 
The Turkish people are sick of this. We wonder how many more we can take. Maybe not today, maybe in a year or in two years, I don't know. But a crisis will surely break out because both sides are going to lose patience with the other. Gun ownership is on the rise. Kenan takes us to a neighborhood behind the Grand Bazaar, where shops sell military supplies and weapons. Many of those are sold without a license. The Umut or Hope Foundation claims 90% of firearms in Turkey are owned without a permit. One in three households is now armed. Basically, we haven't been able to become civilized. We haven't been able to get rid of this uh, relaxed and oriental attitude towards guns. And we continue to want to own them. At a rally organized by the foundation, Mustafa broke down as he spoke of his 15-year-old son, who died from a stray bullet last year. I can't explain what the pain is like. How is it possible to pray to see your child in your dreams? Fighting gun violence has become Mustafa's mission and a way to redirect his anger. We're calling on everyone, on the authorities, on people who own guns or not. We're calling on them to prevent the deaths of even more people. Families who have lost loved ones hold a march of silent shoes with flowers and photos. On average, 15 people die from guns a day in Turkey. Finally for now, Iraq is home to some of the oldest ancient cities in the world, but many of its treasures have been destroyed by wars and looting. Those that remain intact are being painstakingly preserved. Among them, ancient stone carvings dating back to the time of the Assyrians, as Nicholas Rushworth explains. These stunning carvings date back 2,700 years they were cut into the walls of an irrigation canal that stretches for 10 kilometers at Faida in northern Iraq. The site is the first of five parks local authorities hope to create to attract tourists to the governorate of Dohuk in Iraq's northern autonomous Kurdistan region. The site was excavated by the Directorate of Antiquities and Heritage in the Dohuk Governorate, in cooperation with the Italian University of Udine. A 10-kilometer canal has been discovered, in addition to 13 rock-carved sculptures showing seven Assyrian gods, as well as two images of King Sennacherib displayed on both sides. The statues represent the seven most important divinities in the Assyrian pantheon of gods. They date from the reign of Sargon II and his son Sennacherib in the 7th and 6th centuries BC. The carvings were unearthed during several digs over recent years. It's hoped the new archaeological park will be a tourist destination and a showcase for Iraq's heritage after two decades of looting. Profiteers pillaged after the fall of Saddam Hussein and more recently, the Islamic State group has demolished pre-Islamic treasures and used smuggling to finance their operations. Some countries are slowly returning stolen items. That's it for this week's edition of Middle East Matters, but do stay with us for more world news here on France 24. Fake News, noun. 
false stories that appear to be news spread on the internet or using other media. At France 24, our job is to provide you with information that's been verified. We check sources, we check facts, we sort what is true from what is fake. At the France 24 observers, we verify photos and videos circulating online. If they're fake, we let you know and tell you how we spotted them. In fact or fake, we dig into viral stories around Europe to shake out the truth from the trash. Every day, the InfoMigrants team scours social networks to fight fake news about the reality of migration. France 24, news based on facts. Liberté, égalité, actualité.